The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Welcome back to a Wednesday edition of the 630 Chad Afternoon News. As you've been hearing on our newscast all day, the World Cup is coming to Canada in 2026. For the 2026 FIFA World Cup, the member associations of Canada, Mexico and USA have been selected by the FIFA Congress to host the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Thank you. Well, the announcement was made early this morning. As you just heard, FIFA voters overwhelmingly chose a joint North American bid by Canada, the U.S. and Mexico over a bid by Morocco. An excited John Herdman, the head coach of the Canadian men's national soccer team, says Canadians have been starved for a World Cup appearance since Canada last played in 86. That experience that gives you goosebumps, that experience that gets you shouting at the TV, that experience that makes you want to stand taller for Canada and do things that you wouldn't normally do for other people in your country. That's what we've got right in front of us now. And I just ask every Canadian to unite around this one opportunity, this one vision. Mayor Don Iveson saying it's not yet a sure thing that Edmonton will host for a series of games in the 2026 World Cup of Soccer, but he says it's looking pretty good. I mean, obviously, sooner is better because we'd like to have some momentum around this bid. We'd like to have some uh, sense of certainty that uh, that we're going to be included in the in the final 16 uh, cities, uh, and we'd like to be able to start to ramp up for that. Um, and and the longer the province delays, the more challenging that is. The more risk is that uh, that we. Drive drop off um, as one of the uh, seven cities that doesn't get to do it. That's Mayor Don Iveson. Of course, FIFA will whittle down the number of teams in 2020 to 16 from the current 23. A, a stumbling block remains the lack of funding commitment from the provincial government. Well, soccer fans, of course, thrilled with today's announcement, especially the GM of FC Edmonton, Jay Ball, and the tr- technical director of FC Edmonton, Jeff Paulus. They join us in studio this afternoon. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to have you here. Nice uh, to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to uh, be educated by you two. We, we've talked about soccer from time to time on the show, and we'll just openly admit that neither of us know much about it. Uh, but <laughs> I do know this. Does this not guarantee Canada a spot in the World Cup? You know what? It doesn't. And uh, the, the the point is, is that usually this does, uh, but here's what we have, is we have uh, three countries involved in this United bid, so it's a bit of an unknown territory. Uh, FIFA's going to go through a process here very shortly by the time 2021, ro- 2021 rolls around, and they'll make those decisions at that time. But uh, Oh, I see, because we've got three countries involved it. instead of exactly, one. Exactly. Right. exactly. And it, it, normally, if Canada did it alone, and uh, we would have an automatic birth, but because there's three FIFA right. nations involved, right, it just, there's a bit of a bit of a hoo-ha that needs to be settled. What does this announcement, gentlemen, mean for soccer in Canada and soccer in Edmonton? Jeff, do you want to take that one? Sure. Well, I mean, I can't underscore how massive this is for our sport in this country. And, you know, this puts everyone under a spotlight. This puts coaches under a spotlight. This puts all the clubs and youth programs under a spotlight. And and it makes us uh, have to be better. Uh, to be quite frank about it. So so for us now, this will drive our game over an eight-year period. And we don't know yet, so I, as Jay was saying, we don't know yet if one of those bursts is going to be an automatic. Mm-hmm. So now it's our job as, as developing young players, those involved in this game, uh, certainly with the younger ones, to make sure we, we have a spot, we earn a spot outright. So let's not 
not worry about uh, being given a spot and a free berth. Let's just earn it. And uh, this World Cup uh, nomination will will uh, guarantee that. So uh, how do you continue to, uh, to build here in Edmonton to ensure that happens? So well, we're lucky in Edmonton. We're lucky because, of course, we've just had the rebirth of FC Edmonton into the Canadian Premier League, and and that league is important. And that league didn't really have a, a part to play necessarily in getting the World Cup here, but it, it but it's a big part of growing our game, the Canadian uh, Premier League, the CPL. So with FC Edmonton being a part of that, this helps us because we already have a player academy that that's happened since uh, January of 2012. We've been developing players, young players, and and now we're working with kids that hopefully will be part of that team playing in that event. And and certainly we've got our we've got our hopes, but this is the age group. That that we have now so I think just the fact that we've got uh, a Premier League team here that will start in April 2019 that'll be the driving force for this city so there's an awareness aspect to uh, sport right I mean there's a reason why the Edmonton Eskimos uh, put a lot of uh, attention towards high school programs and that kind of thing because they want to develop the sport and have professionals being developed in Canada so bringing in and by the way I know that uh, programs high school football programs in cities that have CFL teams are all far healthier than cities that don't have CFL teams so does getting the cup do that for soccer? Absolutely, it does. Yeah, absolutely, it does. You know, soccer's just, it's it's a bit different than some of the other sports. I think it's it's more like hockey. I know football and basketball, volleyball are heavily invested into the high school programs, which is so important. And it's been the driving force for athletics in, in many of our schools. And myself from Toronto played high school football, uh, and that was a sport that I played uh, in, in school. Soccer's a bit different in that we're actually out in the communities a bit more, and we have community programs that, that drive our sport uh, more so than the high schools do. But regardless, though, uh, the fact that we have this and the fact that maybe this might drive young players to be on the pitch with the soccer ball in their own time, kicking around, pretending they're going to be a <laughs> World Cup star, you know, whatnot. So this will drive uh, the sport, but it, dri- it does drive healthy cities. A- and we know that the benefits of having professional sports in cities is to drive uh, athletics and health. Jay, I want to ask you what this means for the city of Edmonton Well, I th- or the province. You know what, I think today if you went back to the announcement at you know, 4 a.m. and you heard Canada's, uh, or sorry, the United bid, there was one young man who stood up and spoke on behalf of, of soccer players from from this continent. And he and he was Alfonso Davies, uh-huh. who is one of the, the greatest talents in the game right now. He's 17 years old. And he's from Edmonton. Wow. And he said into the microphone, one of my dreams is to come back and play mm-hmm. in front of my hometown crowd in Edmonton. So this community is full of, uh, of kids who dream like that. And so the opportunity is now within our grasp to keep those dreams alive, to have those dreams continue to go forward. Kids like Alfonso can live their dream through the development programs that, and the academy that Jeff puts together and through you know, FC Edmonton. We know that. Sorry, Andrew. That yeah. the the that dream. You know, we don't have the the funding commitment yet from from the province, and it's a it's a big hunk of change, um, obviously. So, what needs to be done to to sell the province on that? I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. There's a there's an incredible team that's working out at City Hall and the stadium that have worked really hard on this bid, and I know that's front of mind for them. So they're the ones really to ask the questions on the funding. But, I mean, at the end of the day, there was a lot of questions over the past six months. But now, this is the day of, and that World Cup has been awarded to these three countries, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. So now that's a game changer. And now maybe those discussions are going to be a little different as you go forward. So is it a Canada-U.S.-Mexico bid, 
or yes. in Edmonton. <laughs> no, why do we? Why are we thinking it's specifically Edmonton that will get games? Because in Edmonton, part of the bid was three cities in Canada that would play games. Okay. So, so there is Edmonton, Toronto, and Montreal. All right. And so now we go through the process that will take about an eighteen months, where um, I think there's going to be two to three cities chosen in Canada, two in Edmonton. We definitely hope to be in that mix. So I would assume that these games would would be played at Commonwealth. Yes. And, and Does that mean natural grass has to go down to Commonwealth? As, yes. As far as we understand it, wow. that is correct. That, that they would have to flip out the turf there and uh, play on natural grass and uh, and so on. Yeah. I think I actually heard this morning Sid was talking about it, and I, yeah, if I don't think I'm wrong here, but he said that turf it would need to come up come 2025 anyway to be right. replaced. It was laid down during the Women's yes. World Cup. And so that's kind of uh, the, life the life process yeah. and 2026. Yeah, wow. Well, that the timing that would could be, be on your side there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be interesting, too, as well. I know you can't speak to this. You're FC Edmonton, not the Eskimos. But I'm guessing if um, Edmonton is playing a host, uh, the Eskimos season would start on the road for a little bit. I think so. I th- yeah. They'll figure it out. You know, Len and the stadium work well. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll figure that out, yeah. Let's talk about this one, though, because this hasn't been figured out yet. The mid-size facility. There's, there's been talk about um, needing a, a practice facility, I believe, for World Cup, number one. FC Edmonton is very much interested in a, a mid-size facility for your team. Um the, the the mayor saying today that the announcement doesn't push up the the um, urgency for a mid-sized facility on, on his scale in any way. It's still there. We'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. Where is all this shaking down right now, Jay? Where are things at uh, on this? So FC Edmonton has been in discussions with the city for about six months now on, on really what things look like for FC Edmonton in that stadium, in that footprint. Uh, at the end of the day, the club needs to provide the best possible fan experience for our fans, right? Going. So you forward. want like a ten thousand seat facility? No, you know all we want to do is just meet the requirements of the league. So, so essentially, here's where we are right now: is we ha- we are following a process that the city has put in place. It's a stakeholder engagement process. People are around the table, and we're talking about that. Um, I don't think it's something we would talk publicly right now, out of respect to the process and and everybody around the table. But there is progress, and uh, you know the Eskimos have a contractual agreement to that footprint at Clark Stadium. They need to use that for times that when they're when they're you know, for lack of a better term, punted out of, uh, you know, Commonwealth, <laughs> right? Because of concerts and so on. Yeah. And so we, we all need to be good neighbors, right? And I think maybe the... Uh the, the horse left the stable pretty early back in April at that, at that council meeting and uh, and there were some communication gaps but I think those are clear now and we just need to figure out what's going to happen next and I would agree with the mayor too that this announcement doesn't push it forward but the reality is um, FC Edmonton is playing in the Canadian Premier League we kick a ball for the first time in just under 11 months from now and between now and the next few months we need to figure out what's the best um, location for us, what's our home what kind of fortress can we create for our fans? Uh-huh. And um, what's it going to look like? We need more seats. We need better amenities. And, and all these things are public, right? So it, I'm not speaking out of turn, but everybody's at the table talking. So, Jay, we hosted, we've never hosted World Cup in Canada, right? We hosted the Women's World Cup in, in 2015. Yeah. So did we, did you learn anything from that experience that you're taking into this next? Absolutely. What, what kind of things did well, you learn? First of all, I was involved in, in that in the execution of those games. I was on I was on contract for almost a year, and I was part of the marketing team that sold those eleven matches here <laughs> in the city. And I'll tell you the first thing I noticed.
it's because before I got that contract, I had no experience in soccer, like none whatsoever. And I actually, when somebody <laughs> like called me, me radio, it sometimes works. <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. And somebody called me and said, would you like to help out? And I'm like, I don't know much. About, I'm a hockey. I'm a cycling guy. I don't know much about this. And they said, do it. We need your experience. So I got to the table and long story short, we figured out how to sell out that very first game. There was 54,000 people mm-hmm. filled uh, um, with all the production and, 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 and production takeaways and so on. There's 54,000 people that sold out that very first game that Canada played. And it taught me one thing. There is, number one, Edmonton is a major event market. We all know that, right? So events like 2026 validate this this bid decision. But also, it's also a major soccer market. 54,000 people came out to see the, the Canadian women's national team. And from time to time, or especially over the past year, we've sold out our stadium at Clark. We had 3,000 people come out to support FC Edmonton just for one of, uh, and I shouldn't say just, but for one of our academy, our uh-huh. U18 academy games to show to show their support. Edmonton is a massive, watch how how unglued this city is going to become once the uh, once the games start. Uh, first game is tomorrow, I believe. FC Edmonton GM uh, Jay Ball and uh, the technical director of FC Edmonton, Jeff Paulus, joining in studio this afternoon. We're talking about the 2026 World Cup announcement that was made today. Uh, plus, um, What's happening with FC Edmonton? It's been an exciting week uh, for the team. We'll take a break here. Back with back with more right after this. It is a two fifty one. Um, the gang from FC Edmonton in town. Their GM Jay Ball and their uh, technical director Jeff Paulus joining us in studio. We're talking about this World Cup announcement. I have to ask you guys um, a number of texts coming in saying if they're choosing between the Canadian cities, if it's between Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton, why would why would Edmonton get picked over Toronto or Montreal? Well, I'll answer this question first, Jeff. Maybe you can chime sure. in, but I think I answered the question with the question, which is, why not? why not? This is a community that is a massive soccer community. FIFA Women's World Cup was just here. There also was a number of FIFA events that was here. Again, it's a validation that this is a, a major soccer event city. There's a lot of people behind the scenes who've worked very hard and have done a great job of putting together FIFA events. That's number one. Number two is the soccer community here is huge. The minor soccer community is here is huge. Within the greater Edmonton area, over 60,000 kids play the game mm-hmm. under, the, under the age of 18 just within the greater Edmonton area and so yeah, that's double the numbers in football and hockey combined that's just the reality and the point of entry to coming in the in the in this sport is a, a pair of boots and and a ball right mm-hmm. it's you know it really is it's the largest game played in Edmonton and Alberta Canada the continent and the world um, and why and why Edmonton you know, I think that the reemergence of FC Edmonton is is part of that. You know, this is again a soccer hotbed. Canadian Premier League is now based here. Is now you know playing has a team out of here. And um, I th- I just I just flip the question around and say why not? That's the question that people have asked. So Jay, just to review, there. so I understand this. So it's two out of three cities. So it'll be two out of either Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton. I believe so. Okay, I, they might go with three, but those are decisions in twenty. Who makes that decision? I FIFA, it's fee- uh, the United Bid Committee, I believe. Will okay. Make that would there be any aspect of, well, it's a big country, we should have one venue in the east and one venue in the west? I mean, if it was a Canadian picket, it, that, that would be the obvious choice. Because <laughs> yeah. we have um, to be fair to everybody. Right. <laughs> We're very fair here in Canada. 
No, I think you got to spread it around. I think you got to take the game to the grassroots level. I think you got to take the game coast to coast. You have to let people experience it. That's what sports is about. People make emotional connections in sports because they get to experience it. And you can only experience it when the game is coast to coast. Want to ask? Uh, Want to ask you? What does um, being a part of the Premier League mean now? This announcement just came down. What last Thursday? I was in Halifax. Was it last Thursday? I was in Halifax. Let, and let I me saw paint it. the picture for you. Okay. Let me paint the picture for you. So Friday night we had just less than 1,000 people in Old Strathcona and uh, uh, so we were waiting and here's what we were waiting for is we were waiting for this our supporters to march down White Avenue they marched five blocks down White Avenue they carried a big trunk and in that trunk was a new brand and a new identity and they marched down White Avenue with a police escort <laughs> they came into the Old Strathcona Farmers Market area and they presented it to the owners and it was at that moment that uh, we declared FC Edmonton reborn in the Canadian Premier League and uh, and we start play once again in, in, in 11 months. This is a really big deal and it's uh, the fans brought this back and I want to make that very clear. We have we have a fan group that just said back in November when we pulled out of the American League that we were in, uh-huh. they said well, we're not going to let that happen. We're hearing about this Canadian Premier League, and we're going to push you to the point where you you got to make a decision. And so, literally, you know, thousands of people rallied over the past 90 days to get our ownership to a point where they saw they saw the writing on the wall. The fan support. We got some work to do, but the fan support. They're there. They want this. Where do you get your players from for this team? Um. Well, moving forward, the you know the CAMPL is going to be a league that's that's actually been built for Canadians, for Canadian players, Canadian coaches, Canadian administrators, referees. It's it's to grow our game here, and we currently have the MLS and three teams in the MLS in our country, which is fantastic, and, and they contribute massive amounts back back to our soccer community for sure. However, it's not a Canadian league, and there's no real interest by the MLS to develop Canadian players, and I, I believe, I believe the average playing time of a Canadian in the MLS right now is about seven minutes. Mm. Whoa, what? Yeah, it's about seven minutes. So mm. we're not developing our players that way. So through Canada Soccer and, and the CPL, um, we're going to develop our own league. And um, these players, our players at FC Edmonton, certainly will, you'll see a lot of local players. Uh, hopefully we can have half our team out of this city. And so there's no draft or anything like this? You have to develop your own players? All of that is still being um, sorted out by the CPL. So there will be a, there will be some different processes in place for the initial rosters for sure. None of that's come, come down yet, so we, we don't know what that's going to look like. What we can say, though, is that uh, we definitely will have, uh, we'll, we'll put a strong emphasis on, on Edmontonians. You know, I love the fact that you're moving ahead, you've got this planned, you know, there, there's questions about where you're we're, we're gonna play where yeah. you're going to play we'll you know all of that yeah. um, but uh, moving ahead and uh, doing so very positively and both of you have big smiles on your face mm-hmm. in here this afternoon anything else you want uh, folks to know about FC Edmonton about uh, the Premier League or about the announcement today well we're, again we're thrilled to be part of the Canadian Premier League we're thrilled to be you know we're thrilled to be connected to Canadian Soccer Association who really needs to be congratulated for all their work toward working with U.S. Soccer and Mexico to pull this bid together. Um, So they really need to take all the credit. But, you know, FC Edmonton kicks a ball in about 10 or 11 months' time. We encourage everybody to go to our website at fcedmonton.club. Grab a membership. That gets you in line to get season tickets once they become on sale. Alrighty, Jay Ball. Jeff Paulus joining us in studio. Thank you so much for your time today, gentlemen. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.